0: This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. We're bringing back morning basketball talk to the game. Bro, what are you talking about, man? From the West Center in downtown Portland, the game presents... You cool, man. Rip City Wake and Take. That's cute, man. That's cute. Now your hosts, alongside Jake Gliss, here's Alex Moore. Rip City! Well, that was that was a struggle most of the night from the start. You know, it's good that we were able to come back and take the lead, but uh, you know they outplayed us. Uh, we looked tired. We just um, we didn't have what it takes to beat them tonight. Welcome into the Rip City Wake and Take. That's Terry Stotts' reaction to the Blazers' 106 to 87 loss to the Utah Jazz. Their second loss in a row on their final back back to back of the season. The Blazers dropped both games on the road. Of course, the first loss came to the Timberwolves. Now they get to kind of redeem themselves. They get two games coming up against those same two teams. The Timberwolves and the Jazz come to Portland for games at Moda Center coming up the rest of this week. And there's only four games left in the season. So these are two big games where the Blazers get a chance to redeem themselves. The NBA standings have the Blazers in the eighth seed, only a half game ahead. It's going to be a short pod today, but mainly the conversation is going to revolve around... This playoff race and these final four games of the season, all at home, gliss, I gotta imagine you're going to a couple of these what how How are you feeling coming into this final stretch? Blazer's half game up, four games left?
1: I still feel all right i uh, I would say you probably have a little bit of nervous if you're a blazer fan wanting them to make the playoffs just because you it looked like there was some separation happening, yeah, you know, coming off the big one uh win against Denver. It felt like you know all the momentum had kind of swung their way. The Blazers playing well, several games in a row. Um, Denver kind of struggled after that, you know, loss at Charlotte. Um, so maybe not as comfortable as you'd like. It is half a game, but um, with that said, you know, I believe Denver still has to play two more road games. I believe, and uh, the first of which coming. Tonight where they're gonna have to play against Houston, uh James Harden coming back. So you gotta think that Houston probably gonna take care of business um at home against Denver and give the Blazers that nice one game cushion again, plus the tiebreaker, which we have to account for, is of that course, you know yeah. that Denver really has to finish the season um ahead of the Blazers. So I think that's if you know if you wanna hang your hat on something, that's kind of the main point to look at is that Denver really has to not only, you know, get equal with the Blazers, they have to, you know, literally beat them out.
0: I'm, I'm so lucky that I can always count on Gliss the optimist to come in and just <laughs> help me full, save always. the day because I'm sitting there watching the Utah Jazz game on my couch, and it felt pretty immediate in the first quarter. You kind of have that feel. You know, we always talk about the eye test and that feel for the Blazers game.
1: Didn't look like they had it.
0: Yeah, it didn't look like they had it, and it wasn't necessarily like They didn't come out and put out the effort that they need to, which we've seen a lot in this season, but that is a really, really good Jazz team on both ends of the floor. And they had all the different things going on that the Blazers didn't have going on, especially when it came to the center position. Gobert got off to a great start. I mean, he's shooting, I don't know what it is from the field. We'll have to look that up, get our crack stat team down on that one. But that guy doesn't miss, and he's putting in all these easies right in front of the basket, and... It was obvious that Nurk was missing in that game, and even with Nurk, who knows if the Blazers could beat that talented Jazz team? But in Utah, especially. But watching that game, and then I'm thinking, oh, and the Nuggets are beating the Pelicans right now because it was early in the in the Blazers game, and the Nuggets were in like in the third or fourth quarter, and they had a they had a pretty sizable lead over the Pelicans. And I'm thinking, oh no, we're going down to a half game lead after tonight already. We barely even started this Blazers Jazz matchup, and I'm already picturing the half game lead in the standings. But, Gliss is absolutely right. It's a little bit more than a half-game lead with the tiebreaker. So, that's great to be able to account for that. And looking at the uh, Denver's finish of the season, Gliss alluded to this a little bit earlier. But, at Houston, and we're recording this about an hour before the Nuggets take on the Rockets in Houston. So, this half-game lead could potentially change by the time people are listening to this podcast. Hopefully. Cross our fingers, Gliss. Cross them. <laughs> and But then, they welcome the Pelicans back to Denver. Then they got that uh, Russell Westbrook guy's probably gonna be trying to break a triple double record if he hasn't broke it already when he comes into Denver on April ninth. Then Denver finishes two on the road with the Mavericks and then their final game of the season is against that Russell Westbrook guy again and company. I think that's the name of that Oklahoma City team. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: they yeah, are looking up a yeah, little bit. And for Denver, I don't really like the matchup having to play uh you know the Thunder twice because that man is on a mission right now. Yeah, he's and, on a mission, and uh, you know he's. You don't he's, know what can happen against. You him. don't know what can happen. You don't know. We actually had a Nuggets beat writer on today on the All BFT. Face truth. That's right. Place
0: produces it every Monday through Friday, twelve to three. Yeah, and he Once kind of. The
1: game. And you know they kind of were having a conversation about you don't know this time of year also. You know, what exactly other teams are going to do in terms of rest. Oh, like, you're going to bring up rest. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, the Blazers have, uh, the Spurs in Utah. I mean, Utah's yeah. still kind of fighting for something because I home believe court. they barely have a lead over the Clippers, um, to get that. Utah on to the get, four
0: seed right now, a game lead over the Clippers in the yeah. five spot for that home court advantage. So you got to think they're
1: going to play till the end. But, you know, the Spurs, who knows? Um, you kind of, You know, you could say that about the Thunder as well. They're pretty much locked in that sixth seed, I think. Yeah, But I just don't see Russell Westbrook wanting to take any time off. I think that guy is going to... I wouldn't be surprised if he played 48 minutes the rest of the season. Honestly,
0: Russell Westbrook's season as far... Like, the first round is going to be intense if it's Thunder-Rockets. But Russell, Russell Westbrook's regular season is almost more meaningful than anything he can accomplish in this postseason. And... Not to say that if they upset the Rockets, it wouldn't mean more, but it's when you're going for a triple-double record, it's not. That's what's going to be remembered. Which he can get tonight. By he the can way. get tonight. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what's more. That's what seems important. So I, and I just Russell Westbrook is not the kind of guy that's going to take a seat. No. It doesn't seem I, like no I matter don't see who, that who tells him to take a seat, yeah, he they would have to like drag him, him of off guy. the court. Okay, so let's take a look at the Blazers' final four games. You brought up that Spurs game, that one. It's, and it is exciting to look at the schedule and see that these are all home games, and the chance to get redemption, like I talked about, is important as well. You welcome the Timberwolves back on on Thursday, 7.30 tip at Moda. Then you bring in the Jazz on Saturday, and the end of the season is a week away, people. We're going to be recording the next pod, and the Blazers will be done with the regular season, and we'll know the... Um, what's gonna happen with them as far as postseason or lottery.
1: Yeah, we could be previewing a playoff series or talking about the dra- recapping a <laughs> talking about season, the draft, Talking
0: about the draft. <laughs> but then uh then those final two games you got the Spurs and the Pelicans coming in to coming into Portland to take on the Blazers. So I mean none of these four are gimme's.
1: Yeah, I would that's the thing I was gonna say is like as much as it's great to see four home games left on the schedule, they aren't necessarily comfortable as, games.
0: Especially when you don't have Nurk in the lineup uh, I mean, you're you're playing a lot of these teams. All have respectable big men, and when I say respectable, I should mean dominant. Because the Timberwolves, we we saw Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, Jazz got Gobert, Spurs got LaMarcus Aldridge, Pelicans got two of them, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. So it's not, oh man, and we should probably talk about Myers too. Now I'm talking about big men, but staying on, schedule, <laughs> staying on the schedule, staying on the schedule. I mean, these are not, these are not four walks in the park. And a lot of what Gliss and I have talked about this whole year on this podcast is, oh, the end of the season schedule, the end of the season schedule. Well, we saw how the end of the season schedule can affect the Blazers positively. Now we're kind of hoping that it won't affect them negatively. I mean, Gliss, what do you, these four games, what's the kind of record that you would hope to? And are you, are, are you as optimistic about this as you are about, about the Nuggets not being able to get it done in their, on their schedule?
1: So, I would say this. I mean, you just kind of hit it, hit on it. We didn't expect Nurkic to be out. And, I yeah. mean, they're literally playing with no center right
0: now. Oh, I know. And
1: so, that's pretty brutal. This and is
0: kind of where that Ed Davis injury even hurts a little bit, yeah. too. I mean, yeah, a little they, bit. Yeah, they don't have depth lot. at yeah. the position.
1: You have one guy you can put out there at center, and it's not a great option. No, it's, he's and not a center. He's 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 not even, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's not, not really center. even a true center. He's yeah. more like a stretch four. Yeah. And, if I mean, that. he just, he's lost. Like, he his confidence is is gone, and he is just not the guy he was, you know, two seasons ago when he kind of had a strong finish and was showing, was showing some promise. There's no uh,
0: confidence in his game. Nothing. I mean...
1: It, it's just... Even when he shoots, it, he hesitates. And yeah, then he one shoots. of the most
0: positive aspects of his game is ability to shoot. And when he shoots wide open threes, and he did it last night against Utah, he looks uncomfortable. There was nothing. And yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's uncomfortable for him. It's uncomfortable for me. Yeah, you I'm can sitting see there on the couch. I'm like, I have to talk about this on the podcast. When I'm sitting there cringing, I'm I'm like crumpled on like, Myers. Please don't shoot it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 tough to watch him fall apart, especially this guy who's seen oozes of potential from the Blazers staff and the administration and they've given all these opportunities and now there's a chance where, hey, we need you to step up. The Blazers need you to step up. This is what the administration is saying. This is what the coaches are saying. They're giving him an opportunity to start and he goes out and lays eggs and then he's out of the lineup. So you're putting up Noah vonley You know, this guy by the way, vonley has been great. And he's, he, it's interesting. But he's he's not that's not his job it's not he his shouldn't role. have to no. be the center but he's
1: developing into a nice role in, within the position he plays. Yeah. He is not going to go out there him and, him and guard Marqus Cousins. are playing along cousins.
0: really well together. And yeah. so I mean it's great to see Vonleh but it just sucks that the coaches have to ask him to be a starting center. Right. You know, in the NBA in the final 4 games of the season. So we'll see what kind of happens there but
1: And I you know, I would say about the schedule too. I mean I think the most important thing is that they win tomorrow. I, you know, it, it's hard to call yes, a game against the Timberwolves a must yes, that's win. That's a great point. But it feels like a must win because, man, if you drop that game, then all of a sudden things are looking pretty bad. And then you got J- the Jazz and San Antonio coming in back to back. Yeah, and then finish out against that front line of the Pelicans with no center. I mean, that's a pretty, you know, you're playing with fire if you yeah. do not take care of business tomorrow let's, night. Let's
0: take a look a closer look at this Timberwolves game because I agree with you completely. It is really important, and it's not even necessarily, of course it's important because they want to put another win in, standings. in the standings and right. all that stuff. But talking more even to the mental state of the team exactly. and to confidence and to how you feel... Just how they finish
1: set the tone for how they finish if out you, the season. If you
0: win this Timberwolves game, then you're going to the Jazz game. You're like, okay, you know, we got we got one win out of the, out of the way. Now we got to go get another. If you lose the game against Minnesota, now it's like, oh, you're reeling. We have to, yep. yeah, you're reeling. You've lost three three straight. You have to get a win against a tough Jazz team. You're going in there a little bit more tight. You know, not necessarily as loose as you would go in after a confident win against the Timberwolves. And two. Because you lost to this team just a few days ago, that creates something as well. Because you want to get them back first of all, and you want to be able to say, "Okay, we lost that, we lost this game, but we know we can beat this team, so we want to go in there and beat them to build up confidence to go beat another team that beat us on the road as well."
1: Yeah, and I think you know it's if if Houston's able to take care of business tonight at home, um, and the Blades, please <laughs> I know, come on, James starting but you know if if they're able to do that then you're looking at a game lead going into tomorrow night's game so i would hope that those guys are looking that as an opportunity to really you know that could be the death nail for the nuggets right there because if you if you're able to go up a game and a half with you know they the nuggets are running out of games is what it comes down to yeah so if you can get yourself in that position then you're looking at the nuggets really having to pretty much win out you know, the rest of their games and hope that the Blazers drop two of the last three. And and that's basically the situation you're in right now. So you're hoping that Houston will take care of the Nuggets and that the Blazers will take the opportunity tomorrow night to really just kind of come out there and establish themselves as, hey, we're not giving this lead up and, uh, you know, hopefully finish out the season strong.
0: Exactly. And I believe that if Houston does take care of business with the Nuggets – uh, Portland's magic number drops to three, and that magic—I love that number. It's oh, it's that time of the year, you know, when people are saying magic number, basically a combination of Portland wins and Denver losses. Yeah, that's losses combined. Combined, yeah. get to three after tonight. After tonight, if that happens, and three doesn't seem too big. Three no. is a pretty small number after tonight. And you think that if the Nuggets do lose tonight, we're saying this. If the Nuggets do lose tonight, we're recording this an hour before. So, um, if you're listening to this after, and the Nuggets did lose to the Rockets. The Blazers' magic number will be three, and that would mean that a win against the Timberwolves, let's just speculate for a second, we can speculate, would put it to two. And then you have a magic number at two with three games left, and we talked about Denver's schedule. So, so this, this involves two things happening, okay? Denver, <laughs> we're speculating a lot It, it gets complicated this okay, time of year. Because you you got to do a little bit of it. Yep. Denver Rockets beat Denver, Blazers beat the Timberwolves. Those two things happen, the Blazers' magic number is at two. Any combination of De- Denver losses and Blazer wins equaling two, and the Blazers are in. The Nuggets have two games against the Thunder left, and two on the road,
1: two at home. And the Blazers, and the Blazers, have Blazers three only games would only left. have to win. You know, I mean, they you know they can take so care of business by winning two or three. So
0: there's two things. If two things happen, two things go the Blazers' way. They're looking pretty good, pretty good, and they wouldn't have to worry about much else other than either notching two wins or hoping the nuggets drop a couple more which is highly likely in those final four games that they have after this rockets game. So there's a little bit of the playoff picture for you. It's it's always a little crazy this time of year, Gliss. Yeah,
1: it always gets there's always it's a, it's always very up in the air this time yeah. of year. Usually sometimes it's you're looking at matchups and all that stuff but you know they find themselves in uh they have one spot available, two teams going for it. And again, tomorrow night, they, regardless of what happens with the Rockets and the Nuggets, they need to take care of business tomorrow against the Timberwolves.
0: That is definitely true. And I'll be honest, Gliss, I was feeling a little pessimistic when I came <laughs> in here, you know, doing their little show prep myself and just looking at things. I'm looking at the standings, like half game lead. Oh, they have these tough four games left, and Nurk is out, and the Blazers don't have anyone else who's over seven foot. And... Yeah, it feels like
1: they're just trying to hold on. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like... You got
0: to think with, if Nurk didn't get hurt, that oh yeah, the Blazers would be pretty fine, and we would be sitting here as you know, getting ready to get either swept or gentlemen swept. You know, that kind of podcast. But mm-hmm. now we're like hanging on for dear life, and I think there's a lot to be said about our podcast a week or, and two weeks ago when we we're talking about how big the Denver game was. Absolutely. And I mean, everyone was saying that, but the important thing is that that was, that could be potentially the high point of the year now with, with Nurk being out. Now you're just kind of hanging on to make the playoffs. And I mean, it's still exciting as a race, but it's kind of, it's not like, oh, we're battling for it. We're hanging on for it, you know, and without, without Nurk and without the Blazers best potential basketball team out on the court. So that Denver game might've been the high point of the year Sands, the Blazers um upsetting the Warriors in either games one, two, three, or four. Yeah. Um, so that Denver game was very important. I hope Blazer fans were all watching it. I, I I know they were. It was a very hyped game. And I'm I'm it's it's so much easier to look at the picture with that game included because now it's a half game lead, but even if Denver does win tonight and ties it up, the Blazers will still have that eighth spot. Absolutely.
1: And, and, and again, that's why, like you said, we really, really put a lot of emphasis on that game. Two shows! <laughs> yes, I mean, because it was such a pivotal moment yeah. in terms of the playoff chase uh, for those two teams, especially for the Blazers because that, you know, secured the tiebreaker for them.
0: Yeah, and um, we're, we're still living off that. We're yeah, still we're, we still are.
1: And, hey, that. I mean, that's, again, we've talked about it all year. It's been a disappointing year overall, but... You have to kind of take this season for what it is. This is a brand new team with Narkic. You got to kind of separate the two. Yeah, it's been disappointing mm-hmm. by most standards, but you know, you add a center. I mean, that's one less. If you if, I mean, the thing is if you looked at the biggest holes that the Blazers were going to need to fill, it, it seems that they've kind of filled their biggest need going into the off season. And, you know, they still are going to have three draft picks. That's why I don't buy this argument about you know, like, oh, well, we don't want to make the playoffs. We want to get more lottery picks. At this point, they're already too far in to make it that much of a difference to get a high pick. Yeah. If they want to get a high pick and target a certain player, they have three picks to move up and pack, you know, do whatever they want. I mean, they have a lot of flexibility in the draft. So I don't buy that. You want to see these guys make the playoffs, get back there for a second straight year, and, you know, of course, yeah, they have to play the best team ever. It seems They'll learn like from it. but it, learn it'll from be fun. It. It's it extends the season, it makes them relevant and it'll be a fun series to see them take another shot at the at uh, the Warriors.
0: Speaking of a potential playoff preview, Blazers Warriors, Nuggets Warriors, who cares? What what is important? I mean, we care, but what is important is that Kevin Durant's supposed to make his return, I believe, this weekend. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. Versus uh, uh, New Orleans. Yeah, so w- look out for that. We'll see how Durant looks in that game. But it does look like whoever gets that eighth spot will be battling a Kevin Durant Warriors team, which is oh so exciting. So <laughs> <laughs> That's what the uh, Blazers have to look forward to if they can hang on that's in right. this playoff race. But this has been the Ripsity Way. Wake can take Gliss, man, we, a little bit shorter of a show today, but... I think the understanding is that next week we're going to have a really packed show because we'll have to break down a lot of what's happened in this next week. Um, and today, kind of, we're in this kind of in-between area where we're not exactly sure what's going on with the There's players. There's only so much <laughs> you can say. Yeah. You know? It's
1: like uh, they're in they these last the games. couple games. So that's right.
0: Yeah. So, this has been the Rib City Wake and Take. You can check us out on SoundCloud, Facebook. We post it every day on the 1029 The Game Facebook page, the day that we day that we record. We also post it on the Rip City Wake and Take Facebook page. We have a SoundCloud page. We're also on iTunes so you can check us out there. And Gliss still hasn't gotten a t-shirt, but we'll figure that I out. I need to get one. Yeah. If they,
1: if they I, need, I need one for the playoffs. Yeah, if, exactly. Uh, if, exactly. If
0: get. And I'm sure Gliss and I will have access to the uh, Blazers potential playoff series uh, as far as going to the games, having locker room access and that kind of thing. So if you guys have any questions for us, you want us to Ask anything to the Blazers, ask anything to the Warriors, or just, you know, anything you want us to do on social media as far as tweeting, Instagram, Facebook, with the Rip City Waking Take, just let us know. Uh, post on our page, tweet at us, at more of Alex. Uh, where are you at, Gliss? At J.
1: Gliss, Rip City.
0: And uh, you can also catch him, of course, on the BFT all week, and he gives his Blazers takes. I don't, I don't know if right. I don't know if they're hot or not, but they're takes.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a little hot. Yeah.
0: He's selling himself. Right I, I try
1: there. to save the good stuff for the podcast. That's Gliss.
0: That's Gliss right there, man. <laughs> Alright, this has been the Rip City Wake and Take. Stay woke as the Blazers battle for the playoffs.